Well, welcome to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds, where we are allowed to geek out with our fellow nerds and there are no eye scrolls. And hopefully we'll keep it entertaining enough that your eyes won't glaze over like my wife's do when I'm talking to her. So uh, today I'm proud to introduce Andrew Landers, who's just recently hit the six-month mark as the director of IT at Spear Mechanical. Um, Hey, Andrew, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? But start off with telling us your favorite childhood video game, and are you still playing it today? Favorite childhood video game? Um, I'm still kind of young, so uh, I definitely <laughs> uh, Halo is definitely my favorite childhood game. I've uh, been playing it ever since. I uh, played the first Halo way, way back in the early 2000s, and I've uh, loved it ever since, played every Halo since, and still play it today. We'll replay campaigns. I'll have fun with it. So uh, that's definitely my favorite one. Okay. Yeah. I remember the first couple of times I played Halo and, and I couldn't even get out of that first valley. <laughs> it was oh, so yeah. frustrating. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. <laughs> I know. I, I, I went back and I, play, I remember when I originally played it, I was playing on normal. Then I ended up playing on legendary just to see how hard it was. And oh, my gosh, I, I don't know how many hours it took for me to finally get past it. Uh, but no, it's so much fun. I just love the storyline with Master Chief and the Arbiter and just it's so much fun to play and it's definitely will always have a place in my heart okay well so now tell us a little more about your geek history or your nerd history and, and well, what you're doing and how you, how you became a director yeah uh well you know kind of how i got into the whole the geek out with computers a little bit was my dad got into got me into it way back in the day i used to play uh you know oregon trail and roller coaster tycoon on the old uh nice tan box sitting there in the basement and you know would <laughs> with the hang big, out thick monitor big big <laughs> thick monitor exactly you know, one just, color that's that's right and you know and that's just what we ended i ended up doing and that kind of just sparked my interest in it you know it's just kind of got me further and further and then you know, I kind of got more into video games as I got older and, um, you know, eventually it ended up leading me into, you know, I was like, well, I got to figure out what I want to do with my life at some point. And, you know, it, it started me out with, I was, you know, as I was in high school, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I had the opportunity to go to technical school. So what I ended up, you know, doing was uh, doing that, did a two-year program in computer networking and that led me into a plethora of opportunities and it kind of it just helped propel me forward and it got me really interested in getting to know more about not only hardware but software networking all that so it really got me into it and uh it was a lot of fun to to learn and uh ended up leading me into now where i am so i've gone through all kinds of different uh, different places. I've been in education, automotive, healthcare, construction, doing IT, and um, now I've led all the way up to where I am now as, as a manager. So um, all that experience kind of wrapped up. It really gave me a broad knowledge of different industries and how people work in those industries. And it kind of helped me build this, uh, build what I am. Uh, it's the easiest way to describe it. I feel like I've, it's easy for me to talk to all kinds of people and just get to relate to them and, and listen to them. And, you know, whether it be, you know, user submits a ticket, I kind of, you know, get to know that person and they, you know, learning about all those different types of people out there and it kind of helps so, me build where I am. Right. One common thing that we all run yeah. into is that, especially any of us that have done IT service at, at, for any length of time. It's right. always that ticket. 
There's yeah. that one that you go, oh, and either that or it's the <laughs> one that you tell the buddies at the bar or, oh, you yeah. know, when, when you're trying to explain what you do. Oh, there was this one time. All right. Tell me. Oh, there's this one time. Got, got a ticket. It was early in the morning. Very early. Not nice early. and early. Just got all of those early ones, right? Where, uh-huh. you know, you, you, you're barely waking up, you know, it depends on what time you get up in the morning, of course. But, you know, it's, you know, early in the morning, it's like 530 in the morning. Get that. I get an email, see it, the ticket, you know, it's urgent, you know, all caps in, in the subject line. It's super important. Um, you know, like I have to go, you need to get on this right now. Like this is, and it, and this wasn't for any, you know, upper management. This was, you know, for a normal, I guess you could say normal user. Um, and, and that was the, the thing that, that got me was it's urgent. Are you sure? Like I, I, I'm reading the ticket and it's, you know, something pretty simple with email and it's, they're, they're yelling about, they're losing their mind, um, in, in the email, all caps, all through it. I'm just trying to decipher what what the problem is exactly right and so i'm reading it and it's simply a email will not leave the outbox and they're losing their mind over this and they're like the, the, so the ticket came in two minutes later i get a phone call person called me and i'm just trying to decipher why they're so worked up over this right and uh-huh. it all it ended up being was i closed outlook and reopened it and you know, it just I'm like, so you got me all riled up over 30 minutes, and all you had to do is restart Outlook. <laughs> Stuff like that. It, it's it's that was one that yep. just sticks out forever because it was the one in the early morning where people were just going crazy. Yeah. So well, it, and it, that's one of the things that I realized is you know, while I was working on the help desk or the help desk manager, that whatever problem they're experiencing it's it's the biggest problem in the enterprise at that moment for them (laughs) exactly (laughs) and and they don't care what other problems i might be dealing with it's not about my world it's about their world right and that's it's always that's all it's always that way and as i learned through my experience you know i kind of have learned to decipher those individual ones and be honest with with people and say you know you know, I get it that you have this problem, but it, it's not worth me getting worked up about and, you know, yeah. immediately dropping what I'm working on, you know, like, well, I'll get and, to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I always had a hard time telling people that kind of thing. You know, I'd, I'd work with them, I'd help them out. And then I'd just walk away, just shaking my head, you know, SMH. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but one of the other things that, that it took me a little while to figure out or recognize was there was one time where me and and the rest of the IT department were working or we'd been passing the on call. So like mm-hmm. every week, one of us would be on call and we'd deal with all the tickets after hours. And we're, we finally go to lunch one day and we're all sitting around the table. And the guy that was on call that week goes, oh man, this guy called last night and, and basically talked about a ticket just like you did. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy that was on call the week before was that, that guy called me too and bitched about this. And right. then the person the week before them, said, he called me too. And, and it was one of those times where I realized that, you know, we deal with these tickets and, and if we weren't communicating as a team, you know, here we are, we're recognizing this one user who's like, actually, I, I, I now remember what we were talking about. It was the fact that he couldn't remember his password and, and he would tell us 
when we told him what his username was, no, you're wrong. That's not what I used yesterday. And I'm like, yes, it is. I helped you yesterday. I was the one on the phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yes, this is your username. And I happen to know your password because I had to reset it and you haven't changed it yet. <laughs> oh, yes. And I mean, and, and not only those, you know, you always have those offenders where, you know, they have to catch you when you're walking in the door. You know, you haven't even, you just hey, got hey, your hey. car. You know, you're you're trying to just get to your desk, and you know they they're coming up to you, say, "Hey, hey, like I need you, like right now, like oh my gosh!" And I'm just like, "Can I sit down and just check and see, you know, if there's something else that's more urgent, you know?" And just no. <laughs> exactly right. They're like, no, you no. you have to do this, and I'm like, ah, you know, you gotta <laughs> love those, and it just yeah, those but just the the thing that I was working towards is the fact that that you know everybody on the team had dealt with this guy, and we all dealt with him. And then didn't say anything to anybody else. And so here we are complaining internally going, this guy, I mean, he can't even, he, I don't even know how he types. Um, and, you know, we were, we were bashing, but deservedly so. And the manager at that time heard all of this, joined in on us talking about it, and then left it at that. And, and it took like another two months before the guy's manager finally realized what we were picking up on pretty quickly because <laughs> mm -hmm, of right. the, the kind of tickets that he was submitting to us. Um, I mean, he, he obviously was having a real hard time with, um, with everything. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, it just, it was one of those moments of clarity of, Hey, we need to be communicating this stuff, not only internally, but but if we run into right. people like this, that we should probably be talking to their manager and and we can do it in a kind way. Right, exactly. But if we don't, do you know the um another thing that I was thinking about while you were talking about all of this was how, you know, as when I was director of IT and like the um one of the I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, one of the regular employees. <laughs> yeah came up and and had one of their tickets just like this and then like you know i finished working with them and then 10 minutes later the ceo comes over and he's got a problem with his stuff and i'm like okay yes sir yes sir yes sir to him and i'm like going yes ma'am yes ma'am yes ma'am to the other person i'm thinking mm -hmm. man i i yeah my my title says director but i answer to everybody in this organization i am there <laughs> come here <laughs> yeah right here, yes bitches. exactly yes uh, there's there's other terms for that but i'm trying not to use that right now <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah i i definitely you know understand that you know and, and being it, it's it's hard when you know you're that single point like i am now i'm the i'm a one-man show and you know having all of those people have funneling to you for you know all the little stuff to the big stuff like i'll have our you know president come and say hey we need to go and find a, a vendor for for something because we need to upgrade something uh you know like a security system or you know hey i need you to do this and then another user's like well i can't get uh i can't get word to uh auto correct something right or you know it's, it's hard to it's, it's tough with that because when you're you're bouncing you have to figure out how to properly time manage and it's it can get it can get tricky um yeah. especially and when you're in that kind of situation so you're a one-man show right now i am a one-man show right now oh man so so not only 
are you juggling all of the infrastructure and any of the projects and things like you just talked about but then then you're the help desk too yep i'm everything so it, it's it's it, it's definitely a challenge you know and <laughs> it is it, it, the, 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 my outlook calendar just looks like a rainbow i mean it is just <laughs> filled with stuff and it's hard when I, you know, tell people it's like, oh, I don't know. I'm booked out for the next like three weeks, uh, you know, and it's, I, I'm, and they don't understand because right. they, they just like, you're here. You're our resource. You're here to help me. Right. Um, but how many people are you supporting? So I'm supporting right now, but 250, uh, by myself. So it, it's now I do have some help from, I have, uh, MSP on, on retainer for help and stuff like that if I needed it. So it's not like I'm completely on an island by myself. I do have support where I can get it. And I have to give credit. Upper management is super supportive of getting the help if I do need it. And, you know, they're, they're there. And so that one, that, that's huge um, to have their buy in. Uh, you know, a lot of times when, you know, sometimes you have, you know, upper management who are, you know, they look at IT as an expense. Right. Yeah. And so it's nice when you do have, you have that management who's willing to like, Hey, like, Oh, Hey, we just had it server failure and we don't have any you know way to get it up we have probably to buy new or buy used and you know being able to go to them and say hey this happened and they're just like okay you know if, if we need to do that to get the business up and running yes like like we need to do it so um, sometimes you do get that pushback but it's nice yeah. when you do have that that back-end support you know where you feel good making a decision see we we tried an msp um early on when I was, I was still one of the five help desk technicians. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to say we were somewhere around 200 to 50, um, three different locations. But the MSP, when we brought them in, they, they added a layer between those of us in the building and the users. And, right. and the organization hated that. They wanted to be able to walk in and say, come here and reach out, grab yeah. you and bring you to the desk and say, fix it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and even that five minute delay of you got to send a help desk ticket and and when i was leaving i'm like you gotta send a help desk ticket we if we don't have a record of it then you know because there were so many times people would say well i sent you a ticket i i talked to you guys three weeks ago about this and we're like okay prove it right <laughs> and there's so many times that they're like Okay. Well, I, I, I can't find it. You guys must've done something with it. No, <laughs> oh, we archive every email and even we can't delete those. So, yeah. uh, oh, nope. yes. And, no, and you want to look at the phone logs? I'll get you the phone logs. Yeah. Well, I'll pull up everything, you know, I'll show it, right. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, that's, it's, it's definitely fun. It's a fun time. So what's something unique that you've been through? So something unique, I'd say the most unique is I was able to join an IT team from the very beginning. So um, that sounds like I what was, you're doing today. <laughs> kind of, but this was a company where they were offboarding their MSP and bringing in a, an in-house team. And they were starting from nothing. I mean, they had to hire VP of IT, IT manager, help desk, systems engineers. I mean, it was... From the from from the bottom, I mean, for the most part, you know, obviously they had the network there and and they had all that, but you know, going through that process of being one of the first new hires and watching, you know, us 
take over those responsibilities um, was an a, a interesting experience. Um, How hostile you know, of a takeover was it from the MSP? It was actually not hostile at all. We actually were Good. in working in tandem with them. Um, you know, we would we would kind of lean on them sometimes if we needed to do something, and they could take over support for a few hours. And if we were doing a migration of something. Um, and, and it was actually a good thing. So it wasn't where, you know, I'm coming in, the MSPs all disgruntled and they're like, we, we don't want to do this anymore. Um, yeah. so it was nice to have that. Uh, what kind of, to- uh, what size of the organization? Cause I mean, you wow. talked about like, uh, four layers right there of, you know, the VP, the, like the director, the manager help desk. So yeah, it was how about- many locations. Ooh, so ahead, there were sorry. two. Uh, no, you're fine. Uh, there, so there were two locations. Uh, one in uh, one local in here in Columbus, Ohio. One up in Maine. So you had two locations in kind of separate regions of the country. So it was it was definitely you know a little interesting to support them in in Maine because we had to support them remotely with you know any sort of you know splash top uh, connectwise control whatever um, and be able to help them that way. Um, and then we were all, and then that was an actually an acquisition for, by that company. So it was a whole never company that they got acquired. And that was, uh, right at the beginning of 2020. So, you oh, know, we all man. know how the beginning of 2020 went. So you had yeah, January whole, was great. February was yeah. great. There was right. No exactly. Yeah. No, no problems. And then March hit and just everything went crazy. And, and, and then, that yeah. was when the whole team was being built at that same time. So you had all of this going on all at once and it, and, and it was, it was a huge undertaking. I mean, we had, uh, three help desk, three systems engineers, our manager, and then the VP of IT. So it was pretty sizable team, uh, of, of people. And we are supporting a little over 300 users and they were mostly based in one place, but a lot of them were based in different states like New Mexico, California. I believe that's someone in Alaska too. So, I mean, we had people all over the place and different time zones and, and, and having that, oh, it was, you, you learned really quick, you know, when you got a phone call eight o'clock at night from the person who's in Alaska, you know, damn, it's the middle of the day, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, well, yeah, yeah, it's just you're like, on the east coast. Hard. So you you're in the east. Yeah, I'm east coast. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's so. uh it's definitely was a it was an interesting experience. But you know, obviously hiring, finding those people that fit, and building that and learning the systems that were in place. Uh, the MSP didn't have a whole lot of information for us, which was unfortunate. But Ooh. so we had to kind of create our own documentation. So as we're trying to support, we're also creating documentation, creating those KB articles for users doing all that. And it was, it was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine walking in and not having even like a network design. And luckily it was only a couple of locations, but I mean, with the, right. the spread out people, so yeah. you got, you're either VPNing in or they've got some other way, like a, a personal device that handles the VPN forum and, right. and creates yeah. some kind of encrypted tunnel into the network. Yeah, it, um, it was. Oh man! And then, we, and then, of course, on top of that, we had a we moved to a new office. <laughs> so it was like it was, you know, pandemic, uh, new IT team, and we're moving offices all happening within basically a, a year. And you know, and this oh. was all during COVID too. And it was it was a, you know, that was definitely something. I don't know if I'll ever see that again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, who knows? 
knock on wood hopefully yeah uh, yeah <laughs> knocking on wood on that definitely on that one but yeah that was definitely a very unique experience uh that you know i don't know you know how many people will get the chance to go through that and it's you learn a lot about yourself hey yeah absolutely you learn a lot about yourself and a lot about you know other people and it's it's definitely it's a fun thing and it's invaluable you know it really yeah. i mean you learn so much it was it was interesting april 1st 2020 was the day we went live with a new acquisition so we like brought on a whole new line of business or it wasn't a new line of business but a whole new company um with a different focus and like 200 people and and um somewhere around 300 trucks and multiple oh, locations wow. and yeah yeah and so we had to take over their networks we had to get all of their computers switched we had to get their all of their phones switched we had all of that stuff happening and april fool's day 2020. oh <laughs> gosh yeah that it's so yeah I, I have an idea what you're talking about oh yeah it's 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 a fun time and um you know i definitely you know i had lots of fun times where you know we had during that whole office move during that too we had we had our network go down and our internet connection out and we could not figure it out the isp couldn't figure out what was going on <laughs> like well i'm like our router's good so like well let's go and then like we're but we weren't getting any any link lights we weren't we weren't getting any light through the fiber we ended up doing a fiber distance test see where the where the break was it was like i don't know i think it was like 400 feet outside the building and we just look outside and there is a hole and a backhoe <laughs> and i'm just like oh you've got to be kidding me like this is this is like worst case and then and then only a short few months later at the new office same thing happened again backhoe through a fiber line i'm just like backhoes and being anywhere near them is bad news for me <laughs> and so whose responsibility it had to have been uh the company that employed the backhoe operator that was responsible to fix it but of course they're not incentivized to get it fixed as quickly as you need it fixed so exactly yeah so we had you know call emergency call out to our our you know who the company who ran the fiber and we're like hey like we're systems down completely down like we need we need people out here to help you know find find the fault you know get, and get it up and running because our whole business is completely stopped you know so it's uh it, it you know it's, it's stuff like that it's just you know and of course you go down you go down outside and you're talking to them and they're just like i don't know and i look at i can look in the hole and oh look there's pretty little colors down there you know for all the cables that you just sliced through you know so and they're just like mm -hmm. yeah whatever and yeah yeah see this color me <laughs> <laughs> it means i don't care exactly right. that's your job man that's your your company <laughs> I was told dig here. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, I've got a lot of stuff like that. Um, so you know, we're talking about that the help desk tickets and those kinds of things. Um, you you brought up something in the uh, uh in the pre-call. Um, mm -hmm. something about the uh, the users. About the users. What, what about them? I mean, you know, they're, they're fun to work with, right? There's, there's like a, yeah, I, I'm trying to point at one of your key takeaways, brother. Number one, tell us. Number tell one, us what yeah. So, yeah, obviously willing to teach. What's something that you've learned? Be, being willing to teach users those small things so you can work on the big stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that is huge. Um, and, and 
especially when you're in a role like I am where I'm a, I'm yeah. a single, I'm a single person team sitting there and spending a five extra minutes with somebody and showing them, Hey, if your monitor goes disconnected, here's where to find it in system settings, turn it back on. Boom. Now you should save yourself a phone call and 15, 20 minutes of your time, probably, you know, and then that ends up saving me 15 and 20 minutes too. So it kind of goes both ways. And then that frees up more time for me to focus on. I have projects to work on, you know, Hey, I need to work on, you know, I'm deploying the software. out. I have time to spend creating a script for it. I have time, you know, all of those little pieces. Um, and it's always worth it to spend that little extra time, even if it's with maybe a person you don't like particularly. Um, especially you know, then, and then you don't have to come especially back. Especially <laughs> Exactly. And, uh, um, you know, and that's a huge thing. Um, I've learned throughout my experience getting to a management role. You got to show those people how to do things because if you don't, they're going to come back every day and they're going to ask you for this, ask you for that. And then now you have some peace. You know, you can yeah. sit in your office and actually get some work done. You, you become the crutch if you never teach them. And if you're, if you're one of those guys that says, here, just move, let me add it, you know, get out of my way. I'll fix that. Oh, here, I got this. Um, yeah. But if you're one of the, those people that here, let me teach you how to fish. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it, it's, it definitely is a huge time saver. I think, you know, now that I've been in this, my manager role for a little while, I've, you know, being able to show some people some things, calls, texts, tickets, emails go down quickly. You know, mm-hmm. one, once you show people how to do those little things off their day to day, you know, obviously if someone's phone is completely destroyed and they need a new one, well, that that's a little different, but you know, small little changes in Windows. <laughs> Please tell Windows me you know or... what the word backup means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've had several of those. You, I mean, you see them. I'm looking at them. I'm just like, you know, you can see the inside of the phone. I'm just like, what did you do? <laughs> you know, some stuff like that where, you know, obviously you have to spend the time to set up a new phone and everything. But all those day-to-day stuff, you know, it makes it easier for, makes it, you know, you're coming into the office. You don't have a ton on your plate. You can sit down, you can, you know, hey, I need to write this uh, KB article for for something. I'll have the time to do it now. So yeah. it works out. It definitely is worth it. Well, and and then hopefully, you know, one of the other benefits of doing this is hopefully then the person next to them suddenly shows up with that same problem and they start and, and complaining about it. And they, the person you taught how to fix it goes, hey, here, let me show you how to do that. Exactly. And, and, and it spreads out further. I mean, especially with you being a, a one-man shop trying to take care of 250 people, you've got to do that. Otherwise, all you're going to be doing is those help desk tickets. You will never get out of that. Right. And and that's, you know, and of course, you know, for your it, you know, you have to do the accounting, the budgeting. You have to schedule, you know, server upgrades. You have to schedule network downtime. You need to make changes to something. You have, you know, there's so many things going on that, especially when, like you said, you got to. Just let the let the word spread after you teach somebody something and then they call them and like, oh yeah, I did that. And they and then they're basically doing it for you. Kind of in yeah. a way, you know, so that way you can focus on the big picture. Right. So um one of the other things that I've heard you mention was you were talking about like server upgrades and 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 or repairing servers, and you were talking about getting a used one. So that mm-hmm. that indicates to me, I bet you have a server room in a closet. <laughs> oh, it's it's a closet. Uh, 
<laughs> it's definitely it's been it's it's a modified closet, um, you know, and yeah. it's just what you know. Unfortunately, yeah. that's sometimes just how it is, and you know, it's sometimes. It's <laughs> Well, so, well, a lot of the time, <laughs> yeah, a lot of times, a lot of times. And, you know, it's modified. And I mean, for a certain room, it's, it's, it's a big room. So I got to give them credit. It's not some cramped closet where I can't get around the rack to unplug things or move things around. And it's nice and open. So I can't complain about that. Uh, yes. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Just yeah. wait. Cause, cause at some point you're going to have to add um, air conditioning to make sure that everything doesn't overheat. Mm-hmm. And then, then comes the fun of UPSs, and and I have found that there is nothing more deadly to a data center in a closet than a UPS. Uh, I yeah. those things were supposed to be the saving grace, and they brought down my data center more than anything else. <laughs> more uh, oh literally more than anything else, really? and they would be like huge outages because. Like we would, we'd have a UPS in each rack that was rated for the whole rack and we'd cross the cable so that, you know, every server has two plugs and, and one leg's plugged into this UPS, one's plugged into that. Um, my server admin loads up too many outlets on one side of the UPS. So it causes the circuit to trip inside of that UPS. And so that whole UPS drops and, and well, that day we were, remembered exactly which servers don't have dual power supplies <laughs> <laughs> oh yes i know right, right now i've got mm-hmm. a i've got a bunch that are just stacked in there between servers and you know oh, low trying to load it even, yeah they're not wrapped they're stacked <laughs> yeah, essentially yes and it's just <laughs> oh and i've just you know and, and like and they're luckily everything is was set up right when i took over so it was set up the right way where things were split between UPSs and it's set up correctly so we're it, it's okay but you know Let's I see. agree with you it's still <laughs> you've been there six months when were those UPSs installed oh they were installed last June so they're mm. relatively ish new a little over a year yeah <laughs> okay in case you didn't know it replace those batteries every two to three years preferably closer to the two <laughs> Yes. Oh, I completely agree. I've had it before where we had a UPS batteries failed, turned off, and it was a weekend, of course. I love it. Yeah. I wasn't in charge though that the yet of the server. So it wasn't <laughs> fully my responsibility. But went offline. I got, you know, I was in the chain of on call. I got all the way to the fifth person, which I was the fifth. And it was like, why am I getting this call? I don't manage the service, but it was one of those where yeah, the UPS had the batteries hadn't been replaced in probably I think three and a half years, and uh, things just turned off. You get like a minute or three before yeah. it says, "Oh, you know," it tells you the battery health is one hundred percent. We're good, and and you're like, okay, the way we rack this or the way that we set this thing up, we got at least fifteen minutes from the time we get that first alert. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Not if they're three years old. <laughs> no, you might get 30 seconds if you're lucky. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. And sometimes. and then, you know, shutdowns like that are never good for servers or applications. And oh man. No, they're <laughs> terrible for that's oh, when man. server admins get called in. 
exactly <laughs> yeah it's uh, uh no fun when that happens at all uh i hate when you restart a server after something like that it takes a while that thing takes a minute well more than a minute to boot back up oh, and then the application and services to start running again and and then it's just a mess for a while and then things finally get smoothed out it takes a while but you know, or or you get fun of the ab I want to call it an ab end. That's how old I am and what kind of programming I started off, the abnormal ending. You get that just that shutdown where it just it drops off the face of the earth and then it comes back up and says, Oh, I'm gonna do updates now. Because <laughs> oh, somebody hasn't done that either. So now yeah. you're in that update cycle, and that's an up, down, up, down, up, down until it's done after this critical outage. And you're just like, come on, start up, start up, start up, come on. And of course, you know, you've got, you know, you know, president, CEO, CFO just breathing down your neck, like, why is this not up yet? I'm just like, oh, it's doing updates. I don't know what to, what you want me to do. <laughs> oh, you know, you get so we finally got a generator. We put a generator outside. And that thing religiously, it would kick off on Thursdays. It would do its test run. It would prove that it was nice and healthy and everything was great. And then the city would lose power or that portion of the city would lose power. Mm-hmm. And the generator would go, nah, not today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, wait a minute. You you ran yesterday. Today's Friday. Yeah. You you started up yesterday. Now you won't? Yeah. It, oh, gosh. Yes, generators. I love just. I, I they're they're great when they all when they work, but otherwise it's like, well, why do I have you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just gotta love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, the the last time we had a major outage like that, CFO standing there over my shoulder going, We need to get a wall of batteries and just have a battery bank and like get off the grid. I want off the grid. And he's right. adamant about this. We're I'm we're off the grid. We will be feeding power back to them. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and, and there's expletives following this, of course. Of course. And, right. and the CFO's just sitting there going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not gonna do it. I'm not no. signing that check. <laughs> no, no way. And then it's, and then you gotta think of the battery maintenance for that. Like just yeah. oh my gosh, you know, and then it's like the headaches that that would be and just the whole oh. cost and and you know, so multiple people hear that that's what the CEO wants, and then the CFO saying no, and then it's like trying to, oh, yeah, the fun, the fun of balancing those roles, uh, talking yes. to those people, yeah, you know, and, and gosh, so, oh, so what's something, what's uh something that that you've experienced or gone through that nobody would expect? Oh, no especially in the IT world, of course, you know. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I mean. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's weird stuff. Like, you know, it's, gosh, it's a hard, it's always a tough one with, with that. I mean, I, I'd say that, um, I have done some, some interesting that, you know, I, you know, I feel like, you know, sometimes when you're in IT, you kind of get the, the label of, you know, it's just like, you know, other duties as assigned is essentially your entire your entire description and yep. you know there's stuff where like i was um you know i was the the guy that would fill up the snack machine <laughs> you know it's like hey you're doing the snack machine and i was like what you know like why why am i responsible for filling that up right 
And it's like, you get these random signs, like this has nothing to do with my job. Like I have, I have 15 tickets in my queue. Why are you telling me I need to go do the snack machine every, every day and fill it up? It was just one of those things like, well, why can't, you know, this person do it or cause you know, they're, they're, they're more, you know, better for that anyway. Yeah. Was, was it a pay for that. snack machine or was it a, a free it was for one everybody? Of those, it was like a free, kind of a free for everybody thing. And I just ah. just didn't understand, like, you know, it's like I got assigned to it. And of course, you know, my, my boss would then come to me and say, Hey, have you filled up the, the snack area yet? I was like, I didn't I'm supposed to do it all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. Like everything, like, what do you mean? And so it was, you know, weird stuff like that. You know, it, it, you kind of just it, depending on, you know, how you know, if you if you talk to too many people and you get to know them, they're like, oh, maybe he's willing to do this. Maybe he's willing to do that. You know, and they, they kind of just kind of push those things, those little things. And that and I found that that's kind of what ended up happening was yeah. I snack machine guy. I would be, um, you know, like, oh, the ice machine stopped working. I would reset it, you know, like, okay, like the you know, the ice machine would fill up and then I'd have to go in and press the little reset mm-hmm. button, you know, and then have well, and that would do okay. it again. The ice machine has electricity, so sorry, so it's dude. my domain, it's right? It's electric, <laughs> right? It's immediately uh, my domain. What about that that snack machine? Did that have electricity, or was it just like a box with like little drawers in it that you had to put the? <laughs> it was like a little shelf, just a shelf, and it just had like stuff stacked up on. It wasn't even plugged in. Like I was like, if I had electricity, I'm like, well, you know, I guess it's kind of my job, right? But no, this was just a shelf. And I'd go in the supply closet, pull the boxes of stuff out that you know they bought from Costco or wherever, and just be stacking things up. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that's so, it's I, a little outside. Okay, as needed. <laughs> yeah, it, it was one of the, and then it just became a thing. It was like, hey, Andrew, why haven't you restocked it? <laughs> the issues that come up and the things that the hidden things that we find at, at work, mm-hmm. um, you know. What are some of the ways that you've helped surface and, and fix some of those issues? Yeah. So, you know, what I would do is, you know, get involved with every department, get involved with, uh, get involved with everybody as best as you can. Um, and, you know, really try and get to know everyone on a level and kind of work through, figure out what people's pain points are in those departments. What, uh, you know, what, what's going on, you know, what, what's life like in your world? What are you doing on a daily basis? And just try to understand how they work, their workflow and, uh, um, and just kind of, you know, work and, and figure out what, what they do, because, you know, obviously, you know, being in, you know, I'm a single person and I have to understand how the business functions. So I have, I'll set up meetings with, you know, different department leaders and I'll talk to them about, okay, so what is your day look like in say for example where i am an out spear we have a service department so i worked with you know service you know they they may start really early guys you know are getting to job sites or you know their service calls six o'clock in the morning 5 30 in the morning and you know i have to understand you know when if something goes wrong at those hours you know kind of might have to be available for that and try and you know depending on what it is um you know guys will try to you know get invoices signed hey the system's not working system's not responding you know and then five figure, and then that you know can you know if, as long as they bring those to the attempt to my attention i can try and find a solution for them but a lot of times they will just say oh it's normal it's just a typical thing that happens every day right and so i'm like well that's slowing you down now you're you know it could, it could be 30 
30 minutes, an hour behind on your day. And now you're having to work late and it's causing it. It's being inefficient. So I have to figure out, okay, you're having this pain point and the issue is only happening at this hour and it's happening to everybody. Right. And so now I can mark it down and say, okay, now I can do a little bit of a diagnostic and figure out, okay, at this hour, what is going on on our application server? There must be something going on. And so having those conversations with people just getting to know them and their life, you can unearth crazy things like that, where they may not feel comfortable talking about it, may, you know, sending an email or calling you about it because like, oh, we feel like you're bo- we're bothering you. So digging into people can sometimes lead to fifth, you know, finding things out, problems that you never knew were there. And that helps then fix, helps the business be better off in, in the long run. So that is definitely huge. So yeah, get, getting to know people on every level of the company can help identify those hidden issues. It's super important to do that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I can see how it would be a major challenge today, but you know, at the last organization that you were at, when you had more of a team, that, that chance and, and, you know, just when you're out there on the floor, I, there's so many times where <laughs> I dreaded walking from the IT area to the facilities <laughs> mm-hmm. because, you know, somebody would be like, Hey, Mike, Hey, Mike. But, but then, then you start to hear those issues and you start to find those little, those little gems. And if you're paying attention and looking, you can bring some real value to the organization through those. Oh, absolutely. Without, without a doubt. And I'll, and I think the one thing that's definitely been huge, I know for me is, you know, you know, Hey, like, you know, the guy, you know, if, if you hear the opportunity to maybe, Hey, you want to go to happy hour or something? Hey, you want to go out and do something? And then you get them out, out of the office sometimes. And sometimes they'll, they'll talk about stuff that goes on at work and you end up finding things out, you know, just by hanging out with everybody. And, and it's just stuff like that, where you, if you can get to know people, it's just, I don't know what it is. They, they get comfortable with you. They feel like you can be approached and you can talk with them and they can talk with you. And then boom, you have this relationship where they're more willing to just, you know, you know follow the protocol. If, you know, you explain your side of the story where, I mean, you know, you're, you're going to listen to people and you're not just going to tell them how your D and D campaign went last night. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's definitely it's definitely a big, it's a big thing to get to know people. You know, I know that now we're so used in the world of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or now X, and they're just always typing and you're, you know, talking with different people, you know, going, you're over text versus actually speaking. And I've, you know, found that, you know, if you can just talk to people and, you know, get to know them, they, they just feel better about it. I feel like a lot of times when you're just communicating with someone over text, it's like, okay, you can't really tell a what they're actually, how they're saying it, how they're feeling. And if you can just find a way to talk to them, you're Wait better. Wait a minute. Off. Wait a minute. You're, you're, you're sounding like somebody who was born before 1990, dude. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it's, it's kind of crazy. Cause I, I, you know, am huge with, you know, texting people. I think it's a lot, very easy, but I also understand the human component to it, which is, you know, we got to talk to people too, you know, and you have to get to, you have to understand the people you work with and you have to know their tendencies and just how they like to operate. And I find that 
I have to, I just have to do it. it, it and now in a manager role, it's even more important because now you're talking to everybody. You are the face. You know, you are now the face. You have to talk to everybody at every level and you have to know how to talk to people and you have to know. I find it's better. It's easier to talk to them if you know a little bit about them. So it definitely makes it, it's, it's easier. But yeah, sometimes well, it can be hard though. You can definitely soften things up too, because they they may be having a really bad day, but if you know them and you bring up some of the some other aspect of their lives, it gives them a chance to just breathe for a second, and And, and it kind of helps. Oh, you know the kids are doing great, Um, and and then they okay. Now that I'm thinking about that, you know, one of the things that happened right before all of this was I I got that email and I clicked on that link. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh no, now you open another can of worms, right? And then yeah. it's like, oh no, but you know, but it definitely, it's just, you know, and then, and then they're more relaxed too. So if you go into a situation where maybe they're a little tense, something's going on, you know, you're talking to them and they, they kind of calm, just like, as you mentioned, yeah. they just kind of calm down and everything's better. Back to where we started all of this, you know, that, that when somebody's contacting the help desk or asking for that help, grabbing you as you walk through the, the main room or wherever their world's on fire. Usually their Mm -hmm. world's on fire and they need help right now because they don't know what to do or how to do it or how to handle it. And, and that error message that tells them exactly what's going on, but that error Mm -hmm. message is on their screen. They don't know. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know that And one thing I've learned too, in my experience is to, to just be calm. If you are bringing that calm sense to to the room, it helps everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. everyone else is like, okay, it's really not that bad. Like we're all right. You know, I think <laughs> that that was and that was big because I mean, well, previously I've dealt with with ransomware. It gone through a super stressful time with that, and and that that was a huge learning experience where I learned there is nothing that can happen where it's just you you don't have to get all worked up about it. And it's just one of those situations where, yes, it's a very serious situation, but you just need to just be calm because when you're calm, you can think clearly, can make those those important decisions. So that was a huge thing that I've learned and helped me get to where I am now. So, you know, we've talked about a lot of the different struggles that we've had. So out of one of those, I don't know about you, but for me, there's been times where everything's on fire mm-hmm. but i find something in the middle of that and, and i'm able to turn that into a a big success from some kind of a failure got any of those those kind oh, of yeah. stories oh yeah i oh, definitely yeah. do oh yeah so you know what a good example is, is i was so this was when i was still help desk and i was trying to push my way up and try and get more involved with in the systems engineering world in the sysadmin world and I was really dying for an opportunity to go and I got the opportunity. I was assigned a project and the project was, so we needed a new antivirus solution. I, we need you to do the research, talk to vendors, get demos, figure out what would be good for us. And I was tasked with doing it. So I, I, you know, I took it on full heartedly. I was like, I'm ready to do this. I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to show them how, how it's done. And I'm going to find something that's going to be perfect. You know, I have all these ideas in my head. And I'm like, all right, so I'm talking to vendors and doing this. And, you know, it's been maybe two and a half weeks since I was assigned it. And, you know, we, we had, you know, our, our weekly scrum, we have our, our, we have our daily scrums and our weekly sprint planning. 
And, you know, I would, you know, mention, hey, they, you know, things are going all right. You know, I'm still working through a couple different things here and there. And, um, you know, I'm still trying to figure things out. Well, the end of the third week of the project, um, you know, I kind of figured some things out um, with it, but our VP of IT comes back and says, hey, we're, we're pulling you off this project. You know, we're not making any progress. Right. And I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I feel like I'm making progress and, you know, we're, we're, I'm here. I've got, I'm down to three options. I nailed it. What was, I was at six. I'm now down to three. Now I'm making progress. And he's like, well, you haven't been communicating that to me. You haven't been communicating that to the team. You haven't been communicating where, you know, where you are, you know, where you are on this project. So um, that was a huge moment where it, it, kind of drug me, kind of drug me down. It was like, okay, I learned here. I'm not communicating. I'm obviously yeah. not communicating in the way that I need to be communicating. And right. Cause they didn't really, know that you've gone from like 10 different antiviruses down to three. You've got, these are the reasons why I've gotten rid of these ones. These are the failures that I saw. This is what I've learned. This is what our systems need. Keep going. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. And no, you're fine. Um, and it, I had everything typed up on each one, what the, the pros and the cons and all this stuff. And I provided it. And, you know, our VP of IT is like, well, you didn't tell me that. You didn't tell anybody exactly where you were. You mentioned in Scrum, okay, yeah, you've been working on it, but there was no, no meat. There was nothing there. So, you know, we had to pull you off and they reassigned it to, uh, to somebody else. And, that was a huge learning moment for me about communication and just making sure that I am communicating status, the full status, not just, Hey, I'm working on it with, you know, backing that up with, okay, here's where I'm at. Here's what I've done. Here's all this documentation I have all and just making sure I'm clear with people, you know, this is where I'm at. So that was a huge learning moment for me. Massive. Right. And, and there's, there's another lesson in, in the middle of all of that too, of not only do you need to, to kind of over communicate, but you got to learn what they want. Because right. depending on who you're communicating to, like the CFO, he's going to be more concerned about what to cost per seat or per computer or, you know, what, what's the business model for them. And, and because we're buying so much of it, what kind of discount are they going to give us? Um, where the VP of IT is like, how secure is this making our systems? And what have you done to know that it actually works? Because, you know, vendors lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that definitely, you know, brings another good point. You know, so I learned at the beginning, if I'm assigned a project or I have a project coming up, I will sit down with, you know, whoever the, you know, who's leading that project or who the, who the sponsor of it is. And I will, you know, sit down and say, okay. You know what? You know let let's figure out a touch base. Do we want to have a touch base every week? Do we want to have a touch base if it's a big long project? Do we have a touch base once a month, twice a month? How do we want to do it? What are your expectations on communication? Just try and get those things ironed out so that way, a you're getting you know the sponsor of the project the info they need, and so that way you're keeping on track, and that way no one's getting frustrated with you know, and they're calling you saying, hey, what the heck's going on? Why? Why do I not have, you know, the information I asked for, you know, and, you know, so then there's no confusion. Then you don't have to go back and try and like mend things where instead now you can just smooth sail through. You can just keep rolling. That's, yeah. yeah and and if you know what they want and you provide that quickly to them, then, then that touch point is minimized and they're like, okay, he's given me exactly what I need, what I wanted to know. And let's, let's move on. Exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I think that definitely it's it's um 
you know, it's it's always fun because you have so many different types of people. Some people want it over text. Some people want it on a phone call. Some people want it in an email. It just depends, you know, and, and everyone's kind of a little bit, um, a little bit different. And, you know, and the one thing that's definitely I've, I've learned is, you know, as change comes up, you know, effectively communicating that if there's a change coming with upper management, they can kind of work to get everyone to buy in. And it's definitely, it's it's hard sometimes because the way every single person upper managed from the CEO to the CFO to the COO, they all have to understand different components, like you mentioned. So they all have to know the little, the little different pieces. And if you can get them up there to buy in and communicate out to their teams and say, hey, this is coming. You know, I've talked extensively with with Andrew. He is you know, extremely confident that this is going to be a big, a really good improvement for everybody. Like, and then the list, like here are the things it's going to address, you know, and then that kind of will help with, you, you know, they could listen to me, but you know, sometimes I have a hard time bringing it down to maybe a level that some people might understand. I may be so high level with it. They're just looking at me like deer in the headlights. Right. So sometimes it's good when you have those upper management to send that information down and let them kind of handle those questions and then they'll come feed them back to me and then I can answer them. So definitely huge to get that upper management buy-in on this stuff instead of having to deal with the fallout later. <laughs> oh, I love that mute button. I don't <laughs> even know when I hit that mute button. Damn it. Um, you know, yeah, if you can communicate to management and talk to them about all of this stuff and they understand it, then they can disseminate it and get it to their people. And yeah, it saves you so much time and effort. Mm -hmm. And, and, but it's just like, you know, effective planning. If you can plan things ahead of time, you spend that extra amount of time in planning versus those go, 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 go organizations. Um, exactly. Just, uh, the go, 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 go. All right. I'm going to get going this way. Oh, wait, we need to turn that way. No, wait, no, we need to go that way. Yeah. yeah. It's always fun. Oh, absolutely. And it's definitely can be hard sometimes when you're trying to say, you know, you're trying to implement something and, you know, you're trying to say, okay, well, we need to deploy an RMM agent to people's computers so we can keep it, make sure they're all working correctly and make sure that we have proper inventory, you know, and then you have to talk with management and they're just like, well, what are you going to be doing with this? Like, why, why do you need it? Um, and then trying to figure out a way to explain to them, it's like, well, here's what it does. And then you have people like, well, isn't that just like basically monitoring what I'm doing all day? And I was like, no, that's not what it's for. You know, then you have to go through the explanation of it and trying to get them to understand because everyone's at a different level. And we got 200 people that we're supporting. Each of those have one computer or maybe a laptop. That laptop is worth, uh, let's, let's just round it or round it off at, well, 500, 500 times 200 equals. Do you want to know where that inventory is? Yeah, <laughs> Do you want to exactly. know that we still have that inventory? Exactly. And that, that's what I, you know, you have to some, you have to figure out a way to just, you know, relate it to what they're, what's yeah. going on in there. Cause if you tell them, Hey, if you give them like the, you know, the CFO, the, the dollar number on what's going on, they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We definitely need that. You know, and yeah. then eventually <laughs> you, you strike that little, that little spot where you have, you have this target. You don't really know where, you know, you have to figure out where the bullseye is to try and hit them. And well, then you it's like, okay, CFO is always the money operations yeah. guys going to want to know that people are doing their job. So, Hey, you know, okay. Out of those 200, here are the 10 that never log in. So how are they yeah. accomplishing their, their, 
I mean, are they meeting their sales goals? Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's and it's it's just it's sometimes hard, you know, people, you know, to get people to understand this stuff because it's so foreign to them. You know, they may be, they they may have been you know uh, doing you know construction work for you know 30 40 years and then all they've done in their entire life is you know hammer and nails and that's what they know and then you introduce this foreign thing in their world and you have to just try and help them understand that this is just kind of normal now because we have to manage this stuff and it's just not as simple as it used to be when you had like just a pager or something like that you know well and, and you know in all honesty i think we've gotten to that point where everybody's gotten used to the technology that there's some level of technology involved with their job so even those guys that have been using the hammer and the nail this whole time you know maybe in 2010 there were still some that had the clamshell phone and and um hadn't really done much with it but today i don't know and and maybe that's just from our point of view in the world because we're guys that have i don't know about you i got multiple computers for me in my house oh, I do too. not to oh, mention the phone yeah um and and so um so i know that i come from a skewed perspective but but um i think technology's become the norm so oh, many people yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's everyone has some form of technology, whether they know it or not, you know. And it's yeah. it's just you know, and some people are just deathly afraid of it, and some people are just like embrace everything, you know. And it's funny you find some of those people who have been working in you know a trade where technology isn't really a big deal, but then you go to their home, and they've got Google Homes everywhere, they've got a Nest thermostat, they've got cameras, they've got all this stuff, and I'm just yeah. like. Oh, they've embraced it in some form, but yeah, and, and they're turning up and down their lights through voice commands and and hey, Alexa, exactly. show me the front door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's just interesting to see like some people and what they're you know what they're tolerance of or what they're willing to to try and do and what they're willing to like. Okay, like I don't want to do this at work. Well, maybe I'll do it at home. You know, where I feel more comfortable. You know, so it's interesting kind of sometimes how that works all right well well andrew this has been a great conversation really have enjoyed our time um oh, thank you for coming on to the podcast yeah absolutely i really appreciate you having me it was a blast all right i'm glad you enjoyed it too so uh one second so as we come to a close on another dissecting popular it nerds i'd like to invite all of our listeners to comment rate the podcast on the itunes store or wherever you're grabbing the uh, copy of the podcast from We really appreciate the support of the program and the time you've invested into nerding out with us geeks. So thank you very much.